Welcome, everybody, to the Low Key Podcast. I am Tim Malloy, one of your hosts, the colonizer of the podcast. Uh, with us, as always, is Aaron Lanson and Keith Benny. We're talking about Black Panther Wakanda Forever, a movie we've been waiting for for four and a half years, I believe, since the original Black Panther, a movie that we all love and have talked about probably more than any other movie, except possibly Dark Knight uh, on this podcast. Um, so let's just start by going around. Um, Keith, what did you think? Are we gonna go straight into like what we think about the movie? Okay. Yeah, just do, just just jump. Let's just jump in. We'll get to whatever we get to. I don't know. It's complicated. Like, um, speaking of like Black Panther, like even the first movie, I wasn't just um. It's one of those things where I wasn't just like super wild about about the film. As far as when you're looking at the grand scope of like the MCU and stuff, it's not like necessarily my favorite Marvel film. Um, I think it's decent. I like what it did for like the culture. Um, but there are certain aspects of it that I didn't like really care for. And with this film, I think it's the same thing. But then there's also certain things that I didn't necessarily like about Black Panther, the, the first one, that I actually thought that they that um, they improved on a lot in Wakanda forever. So um, I think that the performances in this film are like solid. I think the it's a better looking film and the cinematography is amazing. And I'm I'm also impressed in like shit, just what they did considering the circumstances, right? Yeah. Like from my understanding, this film, the script was already written and everything before chat would pass, right? So they had to go back, pretty much change the whole script, and and they had to add a lot of stuff to it. And I think that might be in certain ways where the film kind of is a little shaky for me, but it's still impressive that they were able to pull out a decent film. Well, to just just say more, you, you've you been skipping around the things you feel like were flawed. Let's, let's dig into it a little more. Um, I don't know how to put it into words, but it's, it's kind of one of those movies that feel like it's doing, it's trying to do a lot. And at the same time, I don't know how long this movie is. I think it was, what was it? Two hours, 40 minutes, two hours, 30 minutes? Two hours, 40. But it almost felt four hours, you know, in certain cases. <laughs> and now me, I like a slow burning film, but sometimes it's kind of hard, you know, um, with certain movies. I don't know if it's because it's a superhero movie or what, you know, but it, it there were certain moments I felt like dragged a little bit, but I think it, it dragged because, um, it will go from, you know, moments where there's these like extremely emotional moments, right? But it, so, you, so you got characters that's dealing with a loss, they're dealing with grief, right? But then at the same time, they're dealing with somebody, like a, a, a whole new threat, right? Which that whole new threat itself could have been a movie by itself, right? The same way as that it's almost like the grief in itself could be a movie. So that's why I mean, it felt like it, putting those two together, was just a little too much for this movie. Um, it I was, know. I think I that- I completely agree with you. Yeah, um, that, was a, that was probably one of the biggest things. And if we're talking about like action, for example, like I thought the action was amazing when it happened, right? Wasn't too much action for like that type of film for me. 
And I think part of it is because there's that other part of it that's focusing on the grief, right? And the characters trying to assess and make their way through that, right? And um, I don't know, it's, I think it's some more. And then, then also the Shuri as a Black Panther thing, I think it kind of, it felt like it was too rushed. But like I said, considering the circumstances, it's kind of like, that's the choice that they had to make. Yeah. Um, there's certain other stuff about the plot I don't want to get into right now because I want to see what else y'all think about it. But yeah, that's pretty much it. Cool. Yeah. Um, I will say this. Okay, I'm gonna say this one part, and then I'm I'm gonna just pass the torch from here. I don't think that the mother had to die. Oh, by the way, spoiler alerts, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I guess it's a... I always feel I always feel like this yeah, like like the killing you wait till the end to the <laughs> it could be any mother in the movie there are multiple mothers as is revealed at the very end I'm just saying, like, the, the killing the killing of the mother is just so it's one of the most trite like superhero tropes ever right like this is what's gonna spearhead her to finally like make the change and embrace tradition and become the black panther right to me, just attacking Wakanda itself would have been enough, right? I, I you know, man, I, I think some of it's a little more complicated than than for that than you're you're putting it as. I, I think the death serves a purpose that's not a put the person in the refrigerator kind of thing. That's what it felt like, though. And I think that's what it might it may maybe I'm just looking at it from the point of like a regular audience member and stuff. It's just kind of not, not, not I'm, I'm, it has nothing to do with like who you are as an audience member. Like, I don't mean on that kind of level. I mean, like, even just like within the script, I think there's something baked in there. But, but I'll, I'll come to that when, when we get there. And it, and it was like, I don't know, I kind of have a problem. I, I know I have spoken on this a lot, but I, I really have a problem with like characters like towards the end of something doing something that you never would have thought that they would be able to do to the like the very film end of the movie what do you mean it's like to me the whole movie it's like sherry felt like very fragile and precious right and she still even looked like like she mm -hmm. felt like something that needed to be protected I, so, I guess to a degree yeah like pretty much the whole movie until like the very until to the very end when she takes the um um the the um what's it called the heart shaped herb yeah so so before before you keep going I do want to at least point out the whole reason she got kidnapped in the first place is because she was not being treated like that because she was what because because she was not being treated like a precious thing to be protected that can't be out and in a place because i mean like yeah she's there with the the general uh of the army but yeah yeah she's with okoye but the thing is it's not like like queen ramunda could have been like no nah, you can't go nowhere you gotta stay here i don't, I don't want you out in the field and anyway i mean we, we, get, we get to like like the whole thing with that later all but. intents and purposes she doesn't seem like someone that would be able to handle herself in the field you know what i'm saying like she's the the nerdy tech person. Yeah, and, well, that, we that's know my she thing. had been scrapping though. I mean, like, like as in, like she had I've done never, training. I've never seen her train. Yeah, I mean, she had the wrist rockets. She had the wrist blasters in the last one. 
Yeah, but that's like that's something that like any like smart nerdy person with wrist rockets could probably jump onto. The scene. I can't do that. No, you never. You never <laughs> seen her. But the point I'm making is that like you never see her. Okay, I'm gonna use this for example. I know this is a whole different world. Let's take like Barbara Gordon, that that one, that 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 girl, right? Yeah. That girl is very techy, nerdy, or whatever, right? But she also we know that she can fight. You know, you see her um, with combat experience, right? But then you don't see the same thing with Shuri. So it's like the moment she takes the thing, and then this whole idea of her having like this darker side, it's never really shown or played upon until after her mother is killed and after she had she takes the herb and she sees Killmonger. See, I disagree with that too. So, Killmonger, so Killmonger is the first one that even points out to me as an audience member that she even has a dark side because I never saw the dark side. The only thing I saw was that she just didn't want to embrace this the um and, and she was like that in the first movie about this idea of not like embracing tradition and that she's gonna handle things her way, right? But it was never like this this idea of like she was like a legit savage in any kind of way. And then once she do don the the Black Panther outfit, she's automatically like, I'm I'm gonna be this like total badass and I'm gonna go like straight savage killmonger mode on Namor now. Now that he killed my mother. But but it's like you're reading that those moments. I think I think there's something about the grief that like because the thing is, for me, like, I don't think this movie is perfect by any means, but I, I think there's something that didn't connect with you in the script about how grief is playing a part in all of this and how she has been. Like, you got her. She's not just, you know, grieving her mother and that leading to this. I mean, all that's part of this, but she's also angry because like, at the end of the day, no one says it directly to her because it's really not her. The heart-shaped herb is burned by Killmonger. The hope is, and, and everybody believes it's going to happen, is that she's going to be able to get the herb again. Because the thing is, it their their belief, and I don't, we don't know how true this is, but like maybe some other panther's been sick and they drink that herb and then they're fine from whatever's causing um, T'Challa to be sick. She can't do it. She failed. He died. Now there's no panther. And she doesn't even want to dawn even if she could get it she is almost like she wouldn't want she's like we don't need the panther that she keeps saying it because saying that again it would be a really traumatic thing for her and at the same time the, the idea of donning the mantle just seems wrong to her like it, it, it there's a lot happening that's about sort of like guilt even like a sort of survivor's guilt you know like in the fact that she is a genius could do all this stuff but she can't save him you know, like that, it's like she got all these talents, but she can't do that. And she does say this, like a lot of the stuff is about anger towards herself, anger towards the fact that like the whole kingdom is about to fall apart and these outsiders are coming and they're, they just killed. So the thing is like, you got to remember, she gets to that point after they've killed a lot of people in the capital. It's not like, I mean, and they've killed her mother at that point. So maybe she's not super savage before that, but at this point she's lost all her family they're all dead and they've killed a bunch of her citizens in the capital and they don't have a call yet it's just a lot's going wrong it makes sense that she would be on that tip at that point 
maybe she ain't all the way at that point of anger like that, but at that point, she feels like she has a right, you know? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm looking at it too hard because... No, I'm sorry. What were you about to say, Tom? Oh, that, that line from the trailer about only the most broken people can be great heroes. Yeah. Which I'm misquoting, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and T'Challa says something. Well, T'Chaka says something like that to T'Challa in the first film. I don't know. Okay, so maybe I'm looking at it too hard because my understanding about the Black Panther is that the Black Panther is also a warrior, right? Like you don't just you don't just take the herb and you automatically a Black Panther, right? Like you would have had to low key been a warrior prior to that, right? So what I mean about a savage, like just because you're smart and just because you took something that gave you superpowers, don't mean that even if you're mad or upset or whatever doesn't mean that you will still have the savagery of a warrior to go like into like full players combat against somebody that's been living for hundreds of years. Yeah, I agree with that. Okay, but but so but he's not he's not at 100. I mean, the thing to keep in mind, he's not fighting. He's fighting like maybe half capacity, maybe less. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She weakened him. Don't get me wrong. Now he's he he was inside a hot ass ship and then they're fighting yeah. in the desert. So like he's super weak. Compared to what you know, I don't know. I, like I said, I think I am thinking about it too hard. I just I think, think so. <laughs> I, I do think that how she, because the intention was to kill him. That was like, not, yeah, that's what she meant to do. Yeah, yeah, there was no no if and a buzz about it. She she had intended on killing him. Mm-hmm. I just felt that like I would have wanted to see if I had the biggest complaint about just her as a Black Panther, I would have wanted to see more of her dark side prior to seeing the whole scene with Kalemonger and also prior to seeing her citizens and everything get attacked, right? You know? I mean, because I, I see what you mean, but like, if it happened in the opposite order, it kind of, not that it wouldn't make any sense, it, it would make, like, that would just be like kind of some deep thing she had, but it would be like, okay, like, where'd that come from? But it happens after the citizens have been massacred and right. the city's been fl- and it, like it's it's not just coming out of nowhere you know what i mean yeah my thing is like we wouldn't even be talking about this like suspension of disbelief stuff if the whole movie just really flowed and really worked like if we were just 100 percent on board and we're just dying for her to put on the armor i don't think we would care about like the logistics and i just i just didn't feel like the highs and lows of this movie like i wanted to and Aaron, we kind of skipped like your overall thoughts, so I don't mean to do that. But um, I don't no, know. I mean, we were just we're just going in. So the, the first ten minutes, I thought were like so excellent. the The way that they handled the death, how surprising it was, how it still felt shocking, and then there's like real mourning and like a real the funeral. I feel like it's for the audience too. We get to really mourn, and then they start off with the new situation with the Americans and the French trying to take. The vibranium and that's excellent um the surprise during the invasion is excellent and then w- once it gets into all the stuff with like i f- i feel racist every time i don't have the right name of the i can't say people. it <laughs> i know they're like oh, oh that's people. better than me yes i think that's right actually and if it's wrong blame i don't me. think they're real but i still feel like i'm offending like a made-up culture <laughs> um the Tolokins, as soon as they come into it i'm just like i don't I am so lost in this movie. Like, I don't understand why they're fighting. Even after the long trip um, to not Atlantis, to Tolokan, 
um, for sure. He, yeah, but, but but that's but hold on, that's a name or tradition. We never know why he wants to fight. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> that's the, whole thing with the origin story where it was like perfect origin. I get it. Like colonizers got it. Perfect set. And then it just goes on and on and on. And then like the details of why he's not blue and the other ones are blue. I'm just like, I don't give a fuck about any of this. Like just, just yeah, but, okay. But see, that's, that's not for you. Like, that's not for you. That's for all the geeks that want to sit there. And <laughs> there are people who, who, who go through all this. I kind of, I kind of like that only for the fact that it kind of pays off later on in the film. It does. I actually, I, it, it, it is, it is long, but I do it, like it helps those them, details. Um, it helps her and Riri find a way to exploit his weakness. Because, because yeah, because it, yeah, because if we don't have that, we there's no way to know this, right? right. And it, That's yeah, because they were like, okay, so why he ain't blue? <laughs> it was like different <laughs> stuff they were thinking about, and like it kind of made sense. Also, I love that, that that we can understand why he can live for hundreds of years versus everybody else. Like that puts it in in a context that makes sense. If we don't have a whole story about him having an embryo, like we just yeah, we'd be like, well, well, how the hell is he, you know, special, right? But that's that's how having it in the womb. Speaking of Namor, that's probably one of the best parts of the movie. Hey, that was some dope ass shit. That's the I'll thing. Say- like the movie long, but like I love details like that where his name came from because. Man, when I was speaking to to native speakers in Spanish, they were like, that shit was kind of cold. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> Some characters just on screen, they just like really shined and like, you know, every time they showed up. Um, but I but to to um Tim's point, that was I was telling my wife, I just felt like the motivation wasn't strong enough for there to be a war between them and the Wakandans. No way. Just they could have talked that out. So they should be allies. So <laughs> yeah, but allies. But but they, they man. The Again, that's that's the name of tradition, world. baby. But y'all but was fighting wars, you don't have to fight. So, but so like, like, I first half of the movie have them fight, and then the second half have them come together and fight somebody else, like Doctor Doom. Like so many people said that Doctor Doom, they thought there'd be a post credit. Oh no, that, that's Doctor Doom. Doctor Doom. Like, that's gonna be. You can't. You can't go before Fantastic Four. No. Somebody it doesn't have to be Doctor Doom. It could be the U.S. government. It could be the French government. I don't care. Like. Yeah, like for example, like why why they kept showing these um the U.S. government like this the um I can't remember the character name the colonizer, like all of those scenes really could have been pulled from the film honestly. Dude, I said this. I was texting my friend. I was like, "Why is Martin Freeman in the movie?" He's kind of comic relief a little bit. Not even that. The only the only thing only point I ever saw them in the film was when he made that one statement, like. What do you, you ever thought what the world would be like if we have our brain, like the U.S.? Mm-hmm. That, that was pretty much it. Outside of that, it's like they were never needed. Like, like yeah, I mean, yeah, there th- those scenes really you could cut them completely out. I mean, what made the movie long, really, and and I'm not saying this is a bad thing. I enjoyed every moment, and I I was silent every time, and so was everybody else. But man, I, I it was a lot. What made the movie long was the was the um the contributions and, and dedications to Chadwick. Cool with it. I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was appropriate, but that's what made the movie the most. So babe, you take them two things out, we lose in like 25 minutes. I would have taken that and taken out a lot of a lot of Tolokan and a lot of their like tortured rationales for why they why they fight. Also, um Riri Williams is cool. But that was a long, 
long amount of time spent on like whether or not they're going to kill her, which made no fucking sense at all. Why would they kill her? That that was well, so, well, so that was the whole thing that got me com- confused, like with the motivation. Because on one point, I was like, okay, so if I realistically. Like, I don't think Wakanda, like a whole nation would be so involved on protecting one person to the point that they would risk the lives of their people. Because that's essentially what the whole conflict is. Uh, man, we've seen this happen a bunch of times in, in, to, to degrees. So I, I'm not going to say that would never happen, but. No, apparently no, it's a terrible decision. If it's like they're good friends now and she's super cool and like we're bonded to her and we can't let her die okay but they didn't really show that yeah or even if it was like that whole point of like look this is what my brother stood for and like we can't you know these people are us you know what i'm saying you you know that whole like the black american mm-hmm. african-american thing like let's you know let's start with this person let's show that we you know we care about that she she is part of us and we we're going to protect her you know? so i would have been I mean, it was spelled out which i don't it wasn't right no, no, it's never really stated. She never says it directly uh, to Namor. I think that, I mean, I haven't really had a chance to think about this movie too critically. I mean, I think the things that, like, I'm cool with Riri Williams being in this movie, and I think the the actress uh, playing her did a, a pretty good job. Yeah, um, it felt like probably not the right moment to br- right movie to bring her in though, um, but. You know, I, I thought it was fine uh, that that she she was there, um, and I thought because the big thing is, I mean, and I get what you guys are saying, but you, you got to these aren't diplomats, man. Like they don't, they don't, they're not gonna sit there and talk through sanctions or like they, all they know is, you know, you you are either in in having some contact with the surface world and everything going wrong, uh, or you you stay hidden. Anything else mean if they know we exist, we got to wipe them out. That's how they view things. It's, it's very black or white. So it is by our understanding of the world, very silly to handle things that way. But they're looking at it like if this little girl figured this out, she's going to figure out some other stuff that's going to get them closer and closer to us. And we really need that to not happen. So the way to keep that, because all they want to do is not be known to the world like even like you know when when uh queen ramonda calls him up and she's like threatening him oh if you don't do this and i'm gonna you know tell the americans he's like you tell them and we're gonna serve everybody up because everything's about keeping their existence hidden i think yeah it's very extreme and it's certainly not the way i would do it but i'm saying like for those characters and how they go about things hell they might have done this in the past to some other civilization too Maybe not doubt it because I don't think anybody was like because again we don't know like when Wakanda got that stuff maybe they're ancient more ancient than what's going on with them but while I do think it's it, it's a flawed way of looking at it for those characters I think in that civilization that's that's how they do stuff I, I think I think I'm okay with the fact of like Namor even in the Tolokans you said um to to have that response. I just don't know if it made sense for Shuri and the whole nation of Wakanda to to do everything they do to protect like Riri in a sense. Well, because look, man, for them, anything vibranium related, they finna be involved. That that's just how they roll. 
it, it ain't because like even the intelligence networks that they don't get into that in this movie but you know in the first movie they were talking we got agents everywhere da, 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 da. so anytime something like this came up related to vibranium it don't matter what it is they think they the only ones with it so if they hear anybody got some and it ain't coming from them they're gonna have an interest that's that's how they try to present it um so from that rationale i it it, it just jives with what they've always done previously in the films we've seen mm-hmm. yeah. i don't know i mean like i mean some of the stuff is is very shorthand and it's almost like you need to apply knowledge you had before and think beyond this film and in some ways that is a weakness but that's true of the mcu in general well to that point did it make and biggest spoiler of all did it make any sense at all that no one told Shuri about Toussaint until the very end of the movie? Like that made no sense to me whatsoever. Mm, I mean, and I know she was gone in the snap and I know, I mean, she didn't even go back for the funeral, you know? Um, I don't know how much they wanted to communicate much of anything just cause. I was just bothered I mean, that you come out of the snap and you're like, what did I miss? What happened last five years? They're like, oh, you're an ant now. That's the first thing they would say. And yeah, it's, it's it's not it's never quite explained. It doesn't bother me that much. I mean, the, <laughs> because right. it's just not. I'm not I'm, 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 I just the only reason I say it is just because given who the, I forget, the what's the name of Lupita Nyong'o's character is Nakia. Um, so Nakia is always never there. Yeah. So. I mean, if it were any other character, I'd be like, it's kind of dumb. But given that that character's never... Like, when, when she was like, oh, I just didn't show up because my feelings, I was like, that's fucking weird. Um, and then when we got to the end, I'm like, oh. Oh, yeah, I'll go, okay, all right, that make more sense why she didn't show up. Nikia is the best character in the movie now, and I wish she was around more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it was... I, I was happy when she was there. I think I think we got just enough of her to want more. And I say this, man, uh, Ryan Coogler was taking those shots on purpose. What do you yeah. mean? <laughs> <laughs> Keith know what I mean. Talking about the Peter being thick. Because that, that's, that's why I was, like, telling, I was telling my wife, I said, dang, did, La, did Lapita get thick or something? <laughs> I don't know what. It, well, hmm. oh, that's fine. Everybody, the, the audience knows. Uh, but I was just like, yo, um, that that is. Oh, it, took Aaron, it took Aaron to bring that up. He ain't do do that on purpose, fool. <laughs> Bruh, you can't man. When I'm Disney still, Plus come out, we 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 will frame by frame analysis, so you can bro, see what bro, I'm talking about. Some stuff you can't hide. Now when they when they did like um what was it the Avengers and they were doing all them ass shots to Scarlett Johansson that was on purpose. Uh, they took There's the no shots for the camera to be that low. They took like, the shots with a setting sun, like it was a Sports Illustrated. Cover like no, nah, that's that's your mind. It was it wasn't that bad. It wasn't. It just <laughs> no, it, 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 it wasn't over the top. We we ain't talking about no uh, what's that place where people go uh to get paid for pictures? I don't remember no more. Like I I, I don't I'm not on the internet like that no more. So y'all know what I'm talking about. But yeah, no, that that wasn't intentional. No nah, man, it, look, I didn't mind. My son surely didn't mind. He he was all for it. <laughs> he don't know. Uh, I don't know what he's looking at. He's like, this is fine. He don't know what he's looking at. But um, what did y'all think of the, the Adola Malaje in this film? What about him? Just what did you, what did you think of him? I mean, um, I like Okoye a lot. 
I like the, um, I mean, they were the Dora Milaje. It don't seem like they was as present as I felt like they were in the first film. Um, That's fair. Yeah, like actually, they didn't focus on them much when uh when they when the invaders showed up. Um, they kind of focused more on Baku's crew. I can't even think of their tribe name off the top. Of they were like um, Jabari. Jabari. Yeah, J- bro. The funniest Baku was in it that much. He wasn't, but like when he was, he had me laughing. Then he said, "He's as strong as the Hulk." I'm like, all right, just because he knocked you across the street, <laughs> don't mean he's, he's, <laughs> he's technically he was. I mean, he hit that. Say he was as strong as Hulk and Thanos together. If I got knocked like that, so you know, <laughs> man, so funny. The, oh, there's a bunch of funny inside black jokes in this film. And Tim, I don't even know if you caught him, Keith. You might have missed it, but it, you know, near the beginning, when like the they are opening the uh, the gates to Wakanda, the translucent things. You know, oh, okay, you know, it looks like uh, nothing. Oh, it's a city. So when it's opening up, like it's not like a key or something like that, or like somebody putting in some digits. It's literally some dude like with a little uh like some kind of like water basin and he's like playing a beat and i'm like damn oh, yeah now i was like damn white people couldn't do that password even if they knew it that's so funny wait and the drums had water on them what was uh-huh that? he's like because do he because to, to open it, you got to play a beat the right way and i was like that's a silly ass inside joke <laughs> That's some white people with rhythm mind. There's a few, but it's like yeah, most white people. You can tell in the password. You, you could you could go. I right, go. Boom, 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 And they be like, "What? How, what? Do that again?" All right, but that water, <laughs> that water, that water drum gonna be hard for anybody. I don't care who you. Nah, I crush that water Tommy drum. Lee, I don't know what you talking about. Tommy Lee, the white people's representative, <laughs> could have done it. I will stand by that. Nah. I don't know about everything he's done, but I support. <laughs> yeah, those among you who may, may have the power. I gotta say that I really ain't got no rhythm, so I probably wouldn't be able to open them gates neither. Nah, they put a wrench in your hand. I don't know. I don't know why the funniest thing to me that stuck to stuck to me the most was when we we got in that um that makeshift Iron Man suit, and the FBI came in there. They said, "Oh shit, she got an Iron Man suit." <laughs> That it's like I wonder if like that's in the script or if like somebody was just doing it. That's so funny to me. But first off, because they the FBI, and then secondly, because that would be like my reaction if I say somebody just. Would that be my reaction? Because Iron Man man gone for a minute. So well, because they say so. That's this movie probably is in the future, like from where we are, because they meant there's like a six year time skip from like where things. Basically, but I forget where this is said specifically, but there's a six year difference between like where we ended up at the end of Endgame to where the movie is. I think this is like a year or two after the snap. I spent a lot of time thinking about this. Yeah, so it's probably like, yeah, eight years since the last movie. Man, yeah, but but they said it's five years since, uh, God, something, five years since something. Okay, yeah, and he died. It was the anniversary of his death right there. Well, Toussaint. Is six years old, right? Yeah, that's what I was about to say. So, like, it had to have been. I think he's conceived before the snap. Then, um, yeah. Sure. So th- that's what I'm talking about. The six years, oh, yeah. Here, yeah, they disappeared because I think if T'Challa was around, so you're right. I think because he's not around, that's why Naki is like, I'm gonna go start a new life in Haiti. Because mm-hmm. I think if he were around, he, she wouldn't be like, hey, um, let's just um, do a long distance thing. I know we have a little baby, yeah, yeah, yeah. but mm-hmm. we'll just be on opposite ends of the world. I know you've got jets and stuff, so you can come visit every few days. I just don't think he would do that. So, th- but see, that's what makes me think that 
this is this is a bigger time skip, right? Because it, it has to be more than a year because basically since Shuri didn't know, right? Um, you have to account for that because I mean they couldn't have been in Wakanda. She couldn't have been pregnant in Wakanda and Shuri just be like, oh well, that, that doesn't mean that it's my nephew. Like, of course she would assume that. If it was this if it was during the snap, then Shuri's gone. But so is uh T'Challa. I think T'Challa and Nakia conceived the kid before the snap. T'Challa and Shuri both disappear for five years. So she's probably not even showing at the time that they disappeared. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. That would make sense. I might explain why Nakia is not Nakia. Nakia? Nakia. Yeah, mm, that's it. Why she's not around in Endgame at all. When everybody was like, where is she? Like maybe oh, she shit. just discovered she's pregnant or something. Yeah. Well, well, no, but well, but that time she would have had the child already, so she wouldn't have shown up. So she wouldn't have shown up. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna fight Thanos, and I got a five year old house. <laughs> a one year old, I think. Oh, right, right, right. Because it's later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, or four, four or five. Well, I will. I think at the end of like four years, it passed in uh, in game two or five, whatever it is. I mean, the kids are toddler by that point. Yeah, so it would make sense. Yeah. Um. But you, but you know what? Honestly, though, I kind of like this movie a little bit better, though. <laughs> what you mean? I know. With everything that we said, I just kind of, I really, I think, I, if I think I like this more than the first Black Panther film. Honestly. What? Wow. It, hmm. But, but I mean, only, only because there's, there was stuff that I didn't like about the first one. I'm trying. Let me, let me explain why I say this. Remind well, right? me to say something about revenge certain, when you finish this. There are certain things that I think like over overall were like better in this in the second in Wakanda Forever. Um mm-hmm. that I felt was a little lacking in the first film. Um I felt like even the performances are in certain ways better in Wakanda Forever. Like I think, yeah, I think so. Um, like Angela Bassett is acting like she's never gonna have a role again in her life. Dog, like, she she for real should get something. Yeah. She, she, it's a fucking shame she doesn't have an Oscar by now. She got, her, her not getting a Tina Turner Oscar was fucking that, That's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, I what's love got to do with it? Definitely should have won. Yeah. I have no idea who won that. And, and he should have won too. Lawrence Fishburne should have won for that mm-hmm, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That was a good move. But like the first Black Panther movie is good. I just think that what makes it good is it's some of the same stuff that makes Wakanda Forever good, but Wakanda Forever just refined in certain areas that I felt were lacking in the first film. Like I can't, I can't unsee that like Xbox 360 fight they have at the end of uh, Black Panther. Understandable, yeah. Like, it, that, it, it, that, it looks a lot better in this one. 100. That by itself kind of brought the film down a notch for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and certain other action scenes in the movie just kind of brings it down. I know that might be like the action in, in in pretty much every part except. The part you talking about? Well, yeah, for the, for the most part, you know, um, I like the Dora Milaje versus. Um, oh, I actually like the end of that fight though. The way he won yeah. uh, the fight using the sound waves like that—that that was pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, it's it's cool, you know, if you was reading it. I mean, no, it made sense to me when it was happening because he told I, them to I turn the trains on. I think that there were certain things that in this movie, like even the things that I think for you, Tim, that might have turned you out off a little bit that were actually like kind of interesting to me. Um, I think how they incorporated 
even though I thought that the motivation still felt a little thin for them to fight, I did like how they incorporate um, Namor into the world. Um, in the, uh, what what do they call it? To, to uh, <laughs> We're going to keep so, scrolling it up, and that's okay. Someone oh, is going to correct us. Like, how no. dare you? It's certain it's stuff about it, but I can just, I can tell that this movie was supposed to be like, way, I mean, like I said, you, you the Chadwick pass, there's nothing like you can do with that, yeah. right? That was yeah. just, it's just the whole time I'm watching it, I'm like, man, this movie would have been on a whole nother level if he was there. Oh my God, yeah. Because that's essentially what it is, is that like, if you think of it, if I think of it from the aspect of like, if Chadwick was in this movie, if you had T'Challa still in this film, it would be like, it would be like grade A, like, you know? But you know, um, like, I, I really, I tried to view the movie without thinking about that. And, you know, I, I think I'll consider that a little more later, but I mean, man, honestly, you gotta be such a fucking master to take a tragedy like what happened and turn it into this. Because yeah, what, what, because the thing about what, what they're using with the mantle of Black Panther, like there's something really thematically consistent, right? So like when T'Chaka dies in uh, I think it's Civil War, yeah, Captain America Civil War, um, you know, T'Challa, when he was having conversations with his dad before that, you know, he was kind of like this hesitant, you're like, ah, you know, yeah, I, I, I guess I'll do it, you know, like I'm not really ready, you know, and then it's like, as he's saying, like his father passes away and then he, when he has his own movie, he talks more about like he's not ready for this, this leadership position, right? Now, before he got to that point in his movie, though, everything's about revenge. Like he's going after Bucky to kill him, not to be in service to Wakanda. He's there for revenge, straight up. That's it. So, like, he is hell bent the same way his sister is for revenge, too, because her mother's killed in front of her. Okay. Okay. I feel mm -hmm. that. I'm Sorry to interrupt, but I, okay. want to, I want to add to a point of what you just said. Mm -hmm. Before before he even go out to do this, notice that this man was already Black Panther before he go out for revenge. Mm -hmm. So I'm assuming this man had already trained. He didn't already wore the mantle for a bit. He's already been groomed to be the Black Panther, right? Mm -hmm. That was That's my whole thing about the Shiri thing. It's just like, it's too quick. You know what I'm saying? It's just too quick of a shit. Well, but but she's man. Look, here's the thing, and and, and okay, now here, here's where we can finally get into this piece of the movie. Um, and I maybe we'll come back to the revenge thing, but I think this is the perfect time to transition into that. Queen Ramonda ain't ready to do the shit that she asked to do when T'Challa passed away either. She's thrust into it. And the first thing we see after his, and again, this is really masterful scripting. So like Chadwick funeral. Okay. Well, I said Chadwick, it's going to be T'Challa funeral. Boom. Straight into a UN Security Council thing where she has to put the French on front street for trying to work with the Americans to steal your uh, vibranium. Great. She's, she's thrust into a position of leadership for which she does not want, is not ready for, but she got to protect her people. And that's, that's different though. No, but what I'm saying is like 
so just just follow me for a second so there's that the other piece of this because what i'm saying is what keeps happening in this film over and over is not just people being thrust into power who aren't really ready for it because they're either immature or don't really want it in some way or whatever and, and they either had to deal with it because like they're the senior and they're trying to help the you know the younger generation come up younger generation ain't trying to hear it for all kind of reasons but so that's a story that we see all the time but if you really think this through everything that moves the plot is like from a woman all of it mm-hmm. like every element like you you could go through it the plot however you want to and women are the central figures in everything that happens that's so fucking rare it never happens in the superhero film certainly and you know i think you know part of all of this too i mean Shuri clearly had done some sort of combat training she she look we can get into this whole thing about like how some of this stuff works this happens a lot in movies like this whether it's a young boy or young huh i think we've seen her do some combat training even We've seen her do some. Yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't bother me. I don't see her I, doing I, a whole I bunch. I'm, I'm, like I said, I know that's a nitpicky thing, but I'm, I'm just bothered by it every this, time. Look, <laughs> this is not like, Ray beating Luke Skywalker with a lightsaber. You know what I mean? Like, like what? This is not Ray beating Luke Skywalker with a lightsaber after like a couple of weeks of training. That's not what this is. That's a lot sillier to me. This is Shuri beating a dude up she got some training i'm not saying she's a master warrior but she does have the panther stuff going and her opponent is like crazy weak he's not fighting at his best even a little bit but, I'm, I'm, like i'm saying just off expect if you look I'm, at like okay. the licks he got in on her they weren't like like oh i'm blocking God. it was like an experienced fighter doing the thing an experienced fighter does it wasn't like yeah. he was you know dodging stuff and whoop whoop like tapping her out like that's not what was going on it was it was a good fight though. I, it was a good fight. I really, it was a good fight. I really, I but really it was a good fight, fight because and it was, he was and it was brutal too. If they were um, fighting in a jungle, he would whoop ass. Yeah, like it was it was a pretty brutal fight too. Surprisingly, mm-hmm. I, I guess the point I'm trying to make is back to what I was saying about that Kimmy thing, right? How like Kimmy mm-hmm. like towards the end of that film. Spoiler alert for Kimmy for you guys that ain't seen that. She just all of a sudden started doing some stuff that is nothing establish about her character that will make me believe her oh well, now wait a minute that is so different and that, I, feel, I am not you do not uh, make that comparison no, 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 that no, is hold so on. crazy kimmy kimmy is an agoraphobic i love the movie kimmy kimmy is an agoraphobic who never leaves her apartment and her big superpower is that she really knows her apartment so that's how she won that fight yeah but she was like straight killing people though like the the, the, point, the point i'm making is they're like <laughs> i don't think yeah, i don't that's think, what i'm saying like they I don't think that realistically, and may, maybe I just assume that most people are not savage, that well, realistically, that people can just like openly kill folks and not like, like she didn't bat an eye when she killed these people. You like, saw that Kimmy is also Catwoman, right? Right, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that's the thing. Okay, so Catwoman on one end, it's, it's, it's like... It's believable, you know what I mean? Like Catwoman takes people out, she does a thing, you know what I'm saying? We know she's a, a cat burglar, all this other stuff, you know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. Some of that makes sense. I don't know, it's just something about Shiri, the way that Shiri is depicted up into up into this point, that it almost felt like, I don't know, I'm trying to find a good example. It's like- I, Okay, so here's what Keith wanted to have happen. So let's rewrite this script. All right, so when- <clears throat> 
all the stuff happens where they first meet the um the uh Tycoans. Gosh, I'm gonna keep screwing this up anyway. So when they come out the water, she see them jump out the well and they're on the bridge. When Okoye's fighting, we're gonna need uh Shuri to get up and at least show some sort of prowess and not just getting her ass whooped. He he exactly. wants to see some example that she can scrap a little bit before she's in the period beating up Namor. Exactly. Like she's jogging, like getting in shape. Like well, just like, no, no, look, I was just about to make a Sam Wilson joke. Said it's a little fucked up. <laughs> Who always be getting his ass whooped in every fight he. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe because I be I be doing like martial arts and stuff, and I just know that like your average person, if you're not, if you don't train, or if you don't have like a fighter spirit about yourself, if somebody even throws a punch to your face, it's it's alarming. You know, okay, what I'm but saying? but again, so again, I'm not thinking if I see a character and the only time I ever see this character, she's in a lab. And and that's it. Like, you know what I'm saying? There's nothing to let me think that she can like really hold herself in combat. Like, yeah, did she fight in the first movie? Yes, and kind of. She shot her little panther cannons. If you are the royal family, if you're in the royal family of the only country that has never been successfully invaded, at least in the comics, I think it's a given that you've been getting some combat training since you were a little kid. Like same thing with Game. I just assume that. But but the thing is, even like Arya Stark has gotten combat training since she was a little kid. What's bugging me about what Keith is saying is only that, like, he acting like she turned into Bruce Lee on his ass or some shit. She just got some okay licks in. He got clean licks in, and then she's so silly and inexperienced, she let him spear her. Like, that's silly. (laughs) Like, you you know, you're an experienced person. You would never do that. So, like, I hear what you're saying, but it's not, she wasn't whooping his ass. (laughs) She almost died. So that's understandable. Yeah, so oh, no, that's, that's how I'm expecting. I, I just can't, I just can't, uh, I can't really put it into words of uh, just looking and, and just like me watching it as an audience member. And I'm like, yeah, this don't. And then also like knowing like what I know about like comic Shuri, like comic Shuri, I, I see that, you know what I'm saying? But comic Shuri is like, a panther at a point too, though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. She's a panther yeah. at a point. Mm-hmm. But then also like, it's some stuff about a character that's established that she's a badass, right? Yeah, mm-hmm, fair enough. You know what I mean? I think I think it's kind of like it's kind of like what what I would say. Like you, me as an audience member, I always got to see something be established from the jump. If I don't, then I don't know how I'm gonna feel about it when certain stuff happens. Just like we know that the the um, that Namor is a threat. Because we see them take down that whole ship, right? And they kill everybody that tried looking for a vibranium, right? Mm-hmm. If we didn't see that scene, we would just assume that they are threat, right? Yeah. Pretend that there's a flashback early in the movie to her remembering her brother telling her something important while they're like fighting with nunchucks. <laughs> That's what? That's so old. That's like um blood sport. That's like every. <laughs> I got to say the dumbest thing about this movie that had me busting out laughing was like, so, all right, imagine you in the war room with Wakanda. Y'all finna go lure out all these folks and you know, you know, underwater stuff, yada, yada, yada. Now, honestly, it also was a little silly. They didn't use the hypnosis stuff, but whatever, you know, when they got there. All right. But skipping that. So they're going to play these underwater sounds. It's going to like, oh, my, our ears hurt. And no one's going to guard the bottom of the ship. 
No one, like we ain't got <laughs> no one who's gonna like no turret, no automatic, nothing to look and just make sure maybe nobody doesn't throw a thousand grenades under the ship. <laughs> Bro, why did they fight them in the water to begin with? Oh my god, also, also hilarious. Also fucking that, that was the most dumbest, like for a genius, that was like one of the <laughs> dumbest, like strategic battle plan. If it because I was like, well, maybe she's just trying to lure out. Namor. But you know it, really what it felt like? It felt like one of those things where you want a scene in the movie and rather it makes sense or not, you just want mm-hmm. the scene. Yeah. And I mean, like, you like, man, he was probably like, I, I could just see Ryan Coogler now. He's like, oh yeah, man, you know, they're going to have to have a, <laughs> like, a battle out at sea and you know, uh, we're going to have the the, 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 the Tolikins and stuff. And they're going to all be fighting on top of this big ass ship. And, um, and that's what they did. <laughs> Why would he yeah, say it bro, just like that? What? what? <laughs> talking just like what? Bro, I've, been, I've, been, I've never I've heard Ryan Coogler speak. So I'm oh my god, this is the funniest bro, shit in the world. I've been imitating Ryan Coogler for like three days, bro. Oh my god, that's funny as hell. I've Ryan, never heard somebody who has a Ryan Coogler imitation. That's so specific. Oh shit. Randall uh, said that if me and him had a conversation, neither one of us would know what the other person is saying. <laughs> But yeah, I just felt like it was just one of the things. It's like, hey, I just want this scene to happen. I don't care how it's gonna happen. I don't care if it's gonna make sense, but it has to happen. Hey man, I'm gonna ask you to speak like Ryan Coogler for at least thirty seconds every podcast. Oh. Just describe it as Coogler would. <laughs> I don't know if I could do it. Oh, oh, like, but we we were talking. I was talking like him, like after the movie, because okay, I don't know if y'all. So before <laughs> the movie, there was this whole thing where Ryan Coogler is doing like a. A, a breakdown of like a fight scene in um the first Black Panther. Oh, I ain't seen it yet. Okay, man, and how he talking is just so funny. But you could tell he re- was really in love with what he was doing and stuff because he's just <laughs> so you know he's so laid back and how he talked. But I I thought it was just so funny, man. That um, cracks me up so fucking I, much. I, he sounds I, just I, like I, him. I think he's a great director. I just want to say that for the record. Oh no no the, no! We're not, we're not laughing at the way he talks. I'm laughing at the fact he sounds just like him. <laughs> it's like it's a certain cadence in which he speaks. It's just very interesting. Uh, so, um, if anybody could imitate it, it would be Keith. They they speak similarly. That's funny. But y'all got to know, I really like Ryan Coogler though. Like, no, Ryan Coogler's ex. I, I have not seen a Ryan Coogler film. Where I'm like, eh. Yeah, he he's he hadn't made a man film of me yet. That's that's great. I, I think that that is true excellence because he's made a lot of movies at this point. That's pretty well, great. And he writes these scripts, man. Like I think that's just that's that's crazy. I just want to say one more thing about the revenge things too. Um, so look, the the thing is, like I in my head, like I had I had purposely. When I like get into like a video game or a movie or so, I just don't watch trailers anymore because I feel like they just tell you so much stuff. And I really try to like yeah. not to follow the the day to day news stuff. So I had seen him that Killmonger was in this film, but I was like, hey, I don't even know how the hell that would make sense. Like, how? Okay, all right, sure. Um, and they were like, who are you gonna see when you see the heart shaped herb? It's like if I had even remembered he was in this movie, I probably would have thought of it. But I'm glad I forgot because when I saw him, I mean, I just didn't equate the flooding in the astral plane to him. And then when I saw him, I was like, what? She on that right now? But again, given what had just happened, it made sense. So the thing is, if you look at all the Panthers, all these people with great power, who are in the most powerful nation, given the most powerful weapon in that nation that only they can have. 
they're always bent on some sort of revenge, every fucking one of them so far. So you look at T'Challa, you look at Eric Killmonger, you look at Sherry, like their journeys all begin with revenge. And at the end of Killmonger's life, there's a sort of, not a regret, but like a, I could have done this with, with this brother right here. I could have found a way to just kind of, you know, work with him in some way. And it, we didn't have to go with each other like this. This is a, you know, somebody who's a, a real leader also. But, he, you know, at the end of the day, I forgot what he said. Because he was like, you know, we could try to say he was like, nah, I ain't trying to be no captive forever. You can just throw me, in, you know, into the ocean with my ancestors. And it's like, ah, oh, shit, like, what a fucking line. Like yeah, that was a good line. But but at the end, all the Panthers, they have this 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 like just uncontrollable rage. And it's always based in some sort like they get the mantle not because it was just handed down to them. Something tragic happened that made them either it, make it handed to them or for them to pursue it and that to be the only goal they had in their lives. And you know. Each of these times, the Panthers had to be, be warned about the power they're about to yield and how they should yield their power. All of them are warned about wielding it for, you know, just strictly like thinking about in tunnel vision about like getting revenge and having that be the thing that fulfills you and makes things better. I just think like to see that so consistently as a thing through these films is a real credit because Google didn't write Civil War, but to see that he took that and was able to transform that into a thing that was really really true to that specific core and culture and then build into the thing he's made it and then do the same thing here I, I, and again not knowing originally that's what you were going to do and then finding a way to melt that with queen ramon and give angela bass is such a um just many powerful moments in this movie and i, I thought shit when she was yelling at okoye i felt like i was getting fussed at oh yeah that was hard bro because Everything. She's like, I lost everything. And I trusted you. I trusted you. And you want me in front of this council to say that, that that's just cool. You can just lose my the last part of my family and I'm with it. Mm-hmm. Get the fuck out of here. You do not come back. Then like, she brought up the, the fact that she sided with Killmonger. Yep. Yeah, oh, and that you can still go see your husband. Whenever you want to, I was like, oh shit, I ain't well. We had a point there. No, I remember um, so Daniel Kalula's character in the last film also sided with Killmonger. Yeah, are they saying that he's like been put away or something? Like, yeah, he's in jail. Yeah, yeah, and she can go see him. Yeah. So she was just like, You still got, you know, people and, and you say you're loyal to the throne and against me. I had to go run to the mountains to the to the Jabari for help because of what you did. Right. You know, like, I mean, not that I forgot it. It, it, it. When the film was done, I was like, man, I guess all's, all's well that ends well. No, it ain't. No, it ain't. Uh, as long as this just came up, um, not that organically, but I'm going to throw it in. You guys said on this podcast back in 2019 that the next Black Panther, this was way back when, was going to involve Atlantis. Boom. And I asked Daniel Kaluuya about it at the SCAD Savannah Film Festival in 2019. And he was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I knew. There's you, no other reason for earthquakes to be over there. I'm sorry, you knew. So I was, I was like, I can't even explain. Cause they were like, 
undersea earthquakes. I'm like, oh no, nah, no, nah, there's only one way that's happening. Right. Or maybe, or maybe he knew and didn't know at the same time because they changed him to the to Lokens. So yeah, well, uh, I mean, then he's not even in the movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah, well, yeah, there's that too. And then, you know, the other thing, there's so many interesting, like, lore things they threw in this. It's just like, where do you even begin? But when he was like, I'm a mutant, I was like, You're a yeah. what now? You're a what? Yeah. How she do you even has, know that word? She Hulk has some good stuff on that. I haven't watched She Hulk yet. She Hulk fucking kills. I, I know people have been mad at She Hulk over like CGI mm-hmm. and stuff like that or tone. I love She Hulk. It's a fun show. I mean, I don't. I'm. I'm kind of uh about the last episode, but um, <laughs> I've heard that one like really is divisive. Um, yeah. 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 Exactly. Exactly. But, but it's almost like you got to come in it with the mindset like this, not like the regular MCU type stuff, and just like look at it like this is a comedy. I mean, okay. So, oh, okay. All right. So, because I was like, I'll be you. I was like, you talking Moon Knight vibes or what we talking about? Yeah, nah, okay, nah, I got nah. you. Like, this just literally just like a comedy, and I think you could appreciate it for that. You know, just kind of like I, I like Miss Marvel in a sense, but I like it just as like it's cute. It's like this watching like a, a teen show or something. You know, I ain't gonna lie. I didn't even know people were still tripping about twerking until I heard that Megan the Stallion was on She-Hulk and I was like, y'all, y'all mad at that? I, I thought we wanted this. No. <laughs> stop stop complaining. Just let it happen. It was something Just... about it that was a little cringy, but um <laughs> I feel like she no, was... but, but, but okay, so there's cringiness and then there were there were people they weren't just mad at cringe. They were mad that it was happening at all the, the twerking was even occurring. I was like hey yeah yeah hey, I don't I don't calm down. That, that's that's pretty stupid but I'm I, it was kind of cringy though. It's such a self-aware show, though. Like, everything they do this cringy is supposed to be cringy. Hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like, you know what it reminds me of? Like, this this is a thing that I really don't understand about, like, comic book fans. Like, I'd be wondering, like, if some people that's comic book fans have ever really read, like, comics. Because, because, because it, like, like they, they're, like, treating the shit super serious, but the comics are, like, really flipping and silly. Fucking, yeah, they're fucking ridiculous. Dude, like, and, and, and it's, there's an event right especially now. Especially Marvel stuff. It's there's like, a, it's, have you seen the Marvel event they got going right now? Where it's like, uh, <laughs> so something happens with the Eternals, and the Eternals got this beef with the X Men or just mutants, period. And so, in their beef, somewhere in there, they create a god because they got to create, like, I think the the mutants lost, and, and the superheroes. I know. And then, so basically, what happens is this god starts annihilating everybody. And then there's like uh, Thanos' uncle that comes out and he he uh, marks all the mutants that are on Mars. It's a lot of weird shit happening. So for anybody to be like taking this shit too serious. Yeah. It's really fun when you like Wikipedia some character that you don't know that well. And then they're like, no, the third version of the character came out in uh-huh. 1979. You're like, wait, what? There's three ver- What? Like even Ant-Man has a ridiculous history. They all have a ridiculous history. Yeah, so yeah, just just like vibe, man. Why why are we why are we mad at canon and different stuff, man? We we all here to just enjoy it. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's it's um because I mean you could still enjoy it in what other type of way you want to enjoy it too. You know, what I mean that's mm-hmm. my biggest thing about it. It's like now there are some things that's just disgraceful. Don't get me wrong, and and I and I'm speaking about X Men when I say that. It's like oh. 
<laughs> one thing I don't think I could ever forgive Fox for is like their depiction of Cyclops. It's like one of the worst. Yo, it's so bad. He's so whiny. Oh my goodness. But it's like it's like if that's if that's what you got when you were like, okay, I'm gonna do a live action version of Cyclops, and that's what you got from it. Shame on you. Also, like, also, like, hey, the way X Men Two starts is so wrong. What I love it. The oh way God, it begins when Nightcrawler breaks into the White House. No, no, you X Men Two. You talking about a totally different movie? No, you talking about X Three, um, Aaron? Oh X3 yeah, you're right. X Three, X Three. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. X Three is the one where Cyclops dies. Yeah, yeah. Oh, X Two. Yeah, yeah. X Two is pretty badass. Actually, Nightcrawler the- breaking into the White House is one of my favorite things in any movie. <laughs> yeah, and they're yeah. playing a little um opera music. So good. Yeah. And you know, I think this movie too, man. The score on it is really good. That that oh, should yeah, brought music. me back to that. Music's amazing. Man, yeah, yeah, yeah. the very very last song everybody stays in the theater for because they think oh. there's going to be Doctor Doom or something. That very final song is beautiful. I got oh, oh, the, the Rihanna. Oh, sorry. I was thinking of Rihanna. That after was a good that, song too. Yeah, I was thinking with, that. There's like an instrumental that it sounds like oh, an yeah. indigenous like. Oh, I miss that. I don't know what it is. It's gorgeous. Yeah, I know man. what you're talking about. The soundtrack's pretty good. When Namor is coming down with his arms out and the music playing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, no. Because the whole thing, I'm thinking like, yo, ain't no panther here. What are you going to do? <laughs> like, <laughs> this is bad. Yo, <laughs> my wife the whole time, she was like, oh, Namor's pretty powerful. I'm yeah. Like, I'm, I'm looking at I'm thinking to myself, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> but but that, I, when he threw that helicopter into the other helicopter, I was like, "Oh no, this it's a whole another kind of problem." Like, yeah, I like even T'Challa have an issue with this, <laughs> bro. Is okay. So I I know we probably need to wrap up, but like, how strong is Namor? Is he like Hulk strong, low key? Because I know no, he's nah, he not Hulk strong. No. I I could have sworn he beat up the Hulk before. Is that a canon thing, or is that something I made? I mean, Wolverine has beat up the Hulk before, so like it depends on who's writing. It's nah, one of them he, things. He beat him like beat him to where like. Well, hold on, let me. Think. I'm talking like the '80s. In the comics, oh, I mean, he's one. He's Superman, basically. Like he's, yeah, yeah, that's like, what I'm saying. Isn't Wolverine's like, untouchable. Superman, man, Superman level of strength almost. Well, but Hulk. So, uh, just to be clear, Namor is like a. God, they used to have these tears. Nobody would remember all this shit anymore. Um, so Spider-Man could lift like Marvel 10 Universe. tons. Yeah, exactly. Huh? The handbook of the Marvel Universe used to list how many tons they could lift. Yeah, yeah that, that's, a, that's all I was about to start. I can't remember everything. Namor. Captain America was like 800 pounds. All right, here we go. No, I, I thought he was more than that. Oh, I think. Okay, I well, how many, how many tons can pounds. Namor lift? All right, boom. I'm going to say 100. Yeah. All right, what do you think, Keith? About a hundred, also. So Hulk would. I remember Hulk was a hundred, and that was considered like the top. And then he could go beyond. It's like an infinite level of strength. Uh, Namor is eighty-five tons. That's uh, pretty. Yeah, that's yeah, that, pretty that's, strong, that, that is actually pretty fucking. That's, that's more than I thought. I thought it was like, like fifty. So yeah, I'm wrong. You're right. And I was and I was thinking about when you think about it, Namor is like Marvel, one of Marvel Comics' first like superheroes. Mm-hmm. So it's like. Of course, they were gonna like go like full Monty, <laughs> like, yeah. All the way, and like. and the funny thing, I don't know if y'all remember this. So like, so obviously him and Shuri had a thing going in this film a little bit. Yeah. But the funny thing is, you know, in the comics, the the whole thing is he's always going at the um uh God, what's her name? So Mister Fantastic's wife. Um. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, Sue Richards. Yeah, Sue Richards. There we go. 
So he always trying to mack on her um, all the time. He pissing her read off all Cause the she, time. Because she cold, man. Okay. <laughs> so, so, I got to apologize. Uh, Captain America can only lift 1,200 pounds. Or can I was almost saying 1,200 pounds. Damn it. I knew that. I knew I'm it. Ashamed. I I'm knew you up. were wrong. I'm I'm thought it was wrong. I didn't believe myself. 33%. Wow. I knew it wasn't a ton, but I was like, I like twelve hundred probably right. Man, I'm so disappointed. But Spider Man could do it, do at least a ton it, or so. Right? He's, 10, 10. he's ten. He's ten. 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 Okay. Yeah, because I know Spider Man is actually pretty, pretty strong in comparison mm-hmm. to most folks. Wolverine yeah, is eight hundred pounds. Yeah, I mean, I used to know this stuff uh, for real, like a long time ago. It's, it's gone now. Well, we Spider Man. I, I remember. remember I used to know it too. Like they used to have those little cards back in the day, mm-hmm. and they used to like. You know, kind of explain like their power and strength and stuff like that. But anyway, um, I think we've been going on for a while. Oh, oh, going on about oh, I have huge breaking news. Huge breaking news. All right, yeah. Captain America, twelve hundred pounds. Wolverine, eight hundred pounds. What do you think uh, T'Challa is? Oh shit! Uh, I'm gonna say, ooh man, I don't know. Is he I'm gonna like... say? I'm gonna say ten too. I'm gonna say ten or twelve. Same as Spider Man. Yeah. MarvelDirectory.com is giving him 750 pounds. Really? Not cool. Nah. Nah, they changed that. They changed that later. Because he got to be stronger than Wolverine, though. Yeah, that 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 ain't even real no more. Well, I'm, I'm saying not that it's not real. I'm saying like the, the current canon is different. So that's interesting. 750. But, hilarious. So maybe what it is, maybe like at his base form, like without the suit, that's what. Oh, yeah, because I almost like, asked that, too, because but like with the suit, he has to be stronger. Like, well, because because so that's the other thing. So it used to be it wasn't. A, I don't think he's always had the heart shape of herb. Sometimes it was just the suit. I think it might be crazy. I think the heart shape herb was always the thing, wasn't it? Maybe. And I, I had to look at that again. Oh, excuse me goodness gracious oh, yeah, i'm so tired here. now let's let's go ahead and wrap it up man dang there was one more thing i was gonna mention that that was gonna be great but i've lost it so it's cool um yeah. hey if y'all made it this far you clearly enjoyed yourselves we appreciate you being here and making it this far so tell a friend about the podcast rate review subscribe yada 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 um let's see keith where can people find us on the social you know, Instagram at the low key pod. Thank you very much, sir. Tim, anything to plug for Movie Maker coming up? No, just subscribe and listen to the low key podcast. All right, man. Hey, we appreciate y'all. We'll see you on the next one. Cool. Peace. See you.